Hey, lovely people. Well, today, I mean, I'm fully embracing the roots, people. Look at this. I am going slowly and slowly. I'm quite happy. I've not got that many greys going on, but I definitely have just like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Let's just embrace the roots together. The good news is, sorry, I digress, but the good news is my eyelashes are growing back, people. <laughs> If you followed me from day one, you'll know that I wasn't able to get my eyelash extensions done anymore. And so I was pretty much bald in my eyelash department. And so thankfully, because of some great serum I've been using, they are coming back to life. So the roots are a disaster, but the eyelashes are growing back. And that's good news. So the nails, forget it. So I know we're all just in a state of disrepair. It's all okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today I want to speak to you about actually calling time on some things in our life. I know right now we're all locked down and locked in and we have nothing but time right now on our hands in many ways, but I'm talking about actually drawing a line and calling time on some things that have actually had their time, their overtime, and it's time for them to disappear. I um, Before lockdown, and we were all kind of, because right now in lockdown, let's be honest, if you're in a home with a teenager or a child, then you know that everything in your fridge disappears the moment you put it in your fridge. What in the heck? I can't keep up with my kids and eating. It's kind of like they're in this mode of just, they go from the desk where they're homeschooling to the cupboard where the snacks are, to the fridge where the food is, back to the desk, back to the cupboard, back to the fridge. It's like this cycle that goes on all day. I don't know if the same in your house, but they definitely are leaving nothing in the fridge. So right now, this might not be the case. But before lockdown, I would often find in my fridge or in my cupboard things that had expired. You know, there's the date on the food that says use by. It's there for a reason. It's there to let you know you can't keep this in your cupboard forever, that this has a date on it in which it will no longer be good for you. In fact, it has a date on it to let you know after that day, a little while after that day, it's probably going to be very bad for you to consume this food. And it has an expiry date there for a reason because some things have a shelf life. And I today want to talk about our own lives because there are some things in our lives that also need a shelf life. There are some things that shouldn't be on the shelf of our life forever. There are some things that actually need to go. There are some things that actually had a season and now it's not their season. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for us to decide where we need to draw a line and call time out for some things in our world. I want to take you, first of all, to a strange story. It almost feels like Jesus having a bad day, although Jesus didn't have a bad day. But that's how you could kind of read this story because what he does seems really unusual. And it's in Matthew 21, verse 18. I'm reading it from the Message Bible. It says this, Early the next morning, Jesus was returning to the city and he was hungry. Seeing a lone fig tree alongside the road, he approached it, anticipating a breakfast of figs. I love figs. Side note, I don't know about you, but I love figs. Uh, when he got to the tree, there was nothing but fig leaves. And he said, no more figs from this tree ever. The fig tree withered on the spot, became a dry stick, and the disciples saw it happen, and they rubbed their eyes, saying, did we really see this? A leafy tree one minute, a dry stick the next. Now, 
Jesus had simply gone to get some breakfast. And when he'd gone to get breakfast, there was nothing there on the tree that he could eat from. And so Jesus's response seems a little extreme. I mean, try another tree, have something different for breakfast, Jesus. But Jesus in that moment curses the fig tree and the fig tree dies. And I just in that little story want to pull out a picture that actually there are times in our life where actually the tree that's taking up that space that promised to produce figs but is not producing figs is actually taking up space in the ground that actually could be used for something else. And Jesus is like, it doesn't have figs. It should be producing figs. And then he says, you know what? That fig tree needs to move because it's taking up soil that actually a productive tree could be in its place. There's another parable along the same lines that explains this even better. And it's in Luke 13 verse 6. It's about another tree. It says, then Jesus told them a story. A man had an apple tree planted in his front yard. He came to it expecting to find apples, but there weren't any. And he said to his gardener, what's going on here? For three years now, I have come to this tree expecting apples and not one apple have I found. Chop it down. Why waste good ground with it any longer? The gardener said, let's give it another year. I'll dig around it and I'll fertilize it and maybe it will produce next year. But if it does not, then I will chop it down. It's a similar story. And this story is teaching us a lesson that Jesus is actually using this parable to say, this tree that's in the ground should be producing fruit. And if it isn't producing fruit, you have to begin to ask some questions. Why am I giving it all that ground? Why am I giving it all that space? And in this story, there's an appeal made. Okay, well, before we cut it down, could we just give it another year? Could we just dig around it? Could we fertilize it? And the gardener and the conversation goes, this is okay, one more year. But if after one more year, there is no fruit, that's when I'm calling time. And today I want to ask you, what in your life do you need to think about is maybe taking up space it shouldn't be? And maybe you need to say, you know what? I either need to cut it down because it's actually been producing nothing in my life for years now, or I need to say one more year or six more months or four more weeks. I think we have to set some time limits on some things and then do what the gardener said. In that year, I'm going to fertilize it. I'm going to believe the best about it. I'm going to give it all the nutrients it needs. I'm going to dig around it. But if after doing all that, there is still no fruit, there has to come a place where we call time. I think so often in our lives, we leave things for so long. We leave things in our life way longer than they should have been. We have a, a grace for something and grace is good, but grace doesn't just give permission to something to stay in your life that actually God does not want in your life. Sometimes grace looks like releasing something well. Sometimes grace looks like removing something well. We need to know that actually there are some things that we have to call time on because if we want to stay productive and if we want to stay better, 
bearing the fruit that God's calling us to bear. There are some things in the soil that maybe are taking up space that shouldn't be there any longer. You know, sometimes we cry over a relationship that's ending. We, we get all upset about a friendship that maybe has been taken from our life, but we don't have the hindsight that actually in a few years time, you ever had that? You look back and you go, wow, that friendship was taking up so much space, so much time and producing no fruit. In fact, it was producing stress. It was producing anxiety. It was divisive. And actually the refusal to dig it up allowed the problem to prolong for far longer than by digging it up and calling time, then God is able to say what it is that needs to be said instead of you trying to say what it is to be said. I often look at things in my kids' life and I'm like, kids, we're going to give this a season. And in this area, after this season, if there's not been change, if there's not been some fruit off this tree, if there's not been something that's good come out of this, then it's time to say we have to dig it up and take it out of the space that it's taking in our lives. So today I'm challenging you to actually look at what's in the orchard of your life and actually look at the things. It could be a mindset that it's time to dig up and remove. It could be a conversation or a friendship that actually has produced no fruit. It's only produced actual actual disease and actually is spreading to the other things in the orchard of your life. That's the thing. When a tree gets diseased, it begins to spread to other trees in its neighborhood. And when we don't remove some things because we think it's unkind to remove it, we're not thinking of the big picture. We're actually saying that we're more in fear of dealing with that and drawing a line under it. We're more in fear of that than we are in fear of contaminating everything around that tree. You know, the Bible tells us often in different ways that we should deal with sin. We should deal with things that are actually not right. We should actually deal with people that are gossipers. We should actually deal with things in the church that are not healthy. In fact, it says in Titus 3 verse 9, it says this, warn a divisive person once and then warn them a second time and then after that have nothing to do with them. It sounds severe, but it's letting you know if after once they're not going to listen and after twice they're not going to listen, then don't waste your energy and breath on a third time speaking to someone who is divisive and has no intention of changing. You know, the enemy loves to keep us in this place where we are just dealing with stuff that's prolonging the problem instead of fixing the problem. What could take up that soil and produce a harvest that right now can't produce a harvest because what's in the soil is got its roots down deep while it's producing nothing of good. It's past its sell-by date. It's off. You ever been in the fridge and you open it quickly and then you smell something? You're like, something in this fridge is off. Now, there are a lot of things that are in the fridge that are good, but there is something in there. It's kind of like when you pull the fruit out and there's some piece of fruit that's in that kind of punnet of strawberries or whatever. And the one that's got a little bit overripe is beginning to spread to all of the other fruit in the container. And that green and that furry ugh, texture is beginning to spread because A, something was 
going off, B, it wasn't removed in time, and nobody noticed there is an expiry date to this actual punnet of strawberries. We should have eaten it while it was good for us, but now it's not good for anything. How many things do we leave on the shelf of our life, and how many times do we leave something in that actually if we'd have removed it, it would have saved us all stress. You know, I want us to be those that look at the fig tree and actually have the honest conversation with the gardener of our soul and say, God, I'm going to dig around it one more year or six more months. And God, I promise you, if it's not produced what it should have produced, I'm going to be brave enough and I'm going to be bold enough to dig this thing up and remove it from my life. Jesus, Curse that fig tree. It seemed to make no sense. The disciples were like, I'm having to rub my eyes at what I'm seeing. But he was demonstrating it had all the leaf. It had all the promise, but it was producing nothing. It can look good. It can sound good. But you and I both know if it's not producing, then it should not be in the soil of our life. Today, free yourself from thinking you have to live with everything that's going wrong forever. No, you get to say on this situation, on this divisiveness, on this gossip, on this negativity, on this relationship that has gone toxic. I have to, for the sake of me and all those around the tree of my life, I have to say this needs to have time called on it. So I know it's going to take some courage. I know it's going to take some bravery, but friend, you're going to thank me in a few months time when you release that thing that actually is not good for you and replace it with something that actually gives you figs when you need them, produces fruit when it should, that actually has a, a has something growing off the branch of it that is wholesome. You're going to think, why didn't I do this sooner? So today the power is in your hands. Today I'm asking you, what do you need to choose to call time on. God is with you and he is for you. God will work a plan with you like that parable teaches us, but you cannot keep blaming God and you cannot keep blaming that person or that situation while you're allowing it to take up soil that it shouldn't be taking up. So today, read the word, go to the Bible, study the scriptures that talk about dealing with those that are uh, divisive, talk about those that are coming and causing dispeace, talks about those removing the person that won't actually uh, change their ways. Read the Bible, read those stories, and then apply them to your life. And let's, between us, have this kind of commitment to keep choosing to remove the things that actually God's saying, it's done, it's finished. When will you be willing to call time? So today, be brave, my friends. Today, what do you need to choose to call time on? Love you.